I got a cool one. Cheers. Thanks for that permission, Mahalia. That was excellent. Such a school teacher. Cool. Morena. Uh, Katie Pihia Koto. How are you doing? Some Katie Pies. So, always an easy response. That was like, how are you doing in Taro? The easy response is Katie Pie, which just means good, or Katie Ora, which means well. Is that all good? Thanks for the feedback. Love it. That's all good. Um, and buenos dias. Como estas? Hey, cool. Good to see you guys. Hey, we're a super friendly church. Hey, so why don't you just um, turn to someone around you if you're a visitor? This is mildly terrifying, but most people in this church are pretty nice. Just turn to someone around you. Say, kia ora. How you doing? Welcome. Good to see you here. You're looking fine. You're looking amazing. You're looking awesome. <clears throat> Whoa. And the whispering has stopped. Victoria, seriously, what the heck's going on? <laughs> Unbelievable. Nah, you're good, eh? Hey, um, I need to be a bit careful because I'm so excited about the sermon today. And so when I get excited, I tend to rabbit trail a little bit. So I'm going to try and focus. So if you suddenly think, where is he going? It's because I'm just too excited about the sermon. So um, the reason I'm excited is a serious reason. Um, the reason I'm excited is... We're doing spiritual gifts series, right? So we kind of took a break of Easter, but we're back into that today. And the gift that I'm going to talk about today is one that I think a lot of churches have misunderstood, misused for a lot of years. Uh, I grew up in a very conservative church, and you would never talk about this gift. If someone talked about it, there'd probably be a pouncing of elders and a shuffling out. No, they wouldn't do that, but you know what I mean? This is one you didn't really talk about. And, and I think because it was super misunderstood, that's why. And so I think it's one... Is, that is it my glorious beard being too beardy? It's not my glorious beard. Where's the handheld? Should I just use the handheld, bro? It's all good? I'm back. Hey, I'm back. How you doing? And just side note, I always find it interesting when microphones that are working fine mess up. Because I'm always like, is Satan? Like, dang it. He's going to preach good. So hopefully that's why not, because I'm preaching rubbish and God's trying to block it. now. Hey, um... Where was I going? Good, bad used elders... I don't know. Oh, here. I, I've never really heard us talk about this um, gift here at church. And so as you know, as uh, elders, we've been um, talking, studying through all the different gifts, making sure we're clear on where we're going on these gifts. And so I think this is one that, yeah, has been super misunderstood and one I've never really heard us talk about a lot as a church. Um, so today I'm talking about the gift of prophecy, which I'm really excited about. And as I say it, thank you, as I say it, I would imagine some of you are like, prophecy? What? I have no idea what that means. Some of you will be like, oh, is that like the Old Testament, guys? So if you have that gift, you've got to grow a giant beard, have a staff, and walk around going, thus saith the Lord. You know? And so again, it's pretty misunderstood. And let me start with a bit of a story. Um, like you, hey, uh, like a lot of you, anyway, I've been a Christian for a little while, and so I've had different people give me like a word from God. Um, people use different phrases. And last year, Joe and I were at a conference for pastors down, um, down country. And because all pastors do every day is drink coffee, download a sermon, we wouldn't write it, and visit maybe one person, just so everyone thinks, no, nah, I'm joking. Um, we drank a lot of coffee down there, and it was a really cool, it was just a couple of days, and there's about, I don't know, 20 or 30 of us there, and there was a guy that I just hadn't talked to, because I'm just really rude. No, I just hadn't even chatted with this dude, and on the last day, this guy just randomly comes up to me, I don't even, even know his name, and he just said, hey, Craig, um... I just really think God has a little message for you. 
And I'm always a little cautious when someone does that. Um, just background, I think, and all this kind of stuff. And you don't know what they're going to say. So I always have a rule. I pull out my phone because I want to write it down. Because if this is really from God, I want to be able to <laughs> check it out later, right? And he said, now, I think this is from God. Um, God's prompted me to say this to you. You need to test it, he said. You need to check this out to make sure it is from God, right? And then, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And I thought, I don't even know this guy. He doesn't know me. And then what he said, I was just like... Oh my gosh. I had a real hard year last year. So COVID was hard as a pastor with church and all that madness. I mean, I know it was real hard on everyone else. It was hard. My mum passed away in the middle of COVID. Um, We had a massive thing happen in our family that was just like rocked our world. It was just a real hard year. And it was like this guy summarized my entire year in like 30 seconds and then just said this awesome thing that he believed God was going to do. And I was just standing there like, what the hell? I was real teary. I'm a very manly man. Um, so I didn't cry, but there might have been tears going down. Because <laughs> I was like, how is this so accurate? So I want to test it. So I just boosted. We were about to have breakfast, and I just went outside, sat in this little garden at the place we were, and just listened to God for a minute and kind of tested it, checked it out. Um, did some reading in my Bible. Um, a little bit later on, I think the next week, talked to one of my mentors about it and said, hey, someone said this. What do you reckon, you know? Um, I loved how he said, I think God's saying it. I feel God's saying this. He didn't say, you know, God is anything crazy. But the accuracy with which he shared this thing, there's just no way he could know that unless it was from God, right? It's just awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's um, kind of get into what is prophecy. So here's the first little thing. So what exactly is the gift of prophecy? So when we talk about this, what are we actually um, saying? How do we define it? So a real simple definition here is this, to speak forth the message of God to his people. Pretty simple definition, right? To speak forth the message of God to his people. Um, I know there's a lot of different views on this, so one of the things I really want to ask you is if anything I say just doesn't sit good with you, can you have a chat to me or chat to one of the elders and say, hey, can we just clarify this? I want Because we want as a church to be real united on this, right? Um, so one of the things we believe as an eldership is that you can never be 100% sure that you are speaking for God. Does it make sense? You can never be 100% sure that you're speaking for God. So one of the things as an eldership in saying this, to speak forth the message of God to his people, one of the things we hold strongly is that if, if someone has this gift of prophecy and they're going to share this, this encouragement, and I'm going to define it more as we go through with someone, we'd encourage you to start by saying, hey, I think God is saying, or I strongly, strongly believe. Do you see the difference, eh? As opposed to God is saying to you. So we're saying, I think God is saying this. Right? Man, I just really believe God wants me to, to, to give you this encouragement, this uplifting, this whatever, um, to speak forth the message of God to his people. Pretty um, simple. Hey, let's look at some verses around this. Eh? So if you've got your Bible, go over to Romans 12. We're going to look at verses 6 to 8. Um, it's good to like, actually jump along in your Bible. Eh? Where are we? Romans 12, verses 6 to 8. This is real funny because there's really nothing in there. <laughs> you get there and you're like, like some of you are like, yeah, going to read Romans 12. There's going to be the explanation of prophecy. And then when I read it, you're going to be like, Ugh. but then we'll read a good one in a minute from 1 Corinthians. But this kind of sets the scene. So let me read this, Romans 12. Um, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So just pause there for a second. One of the things we've kept talking about as we go through this series is the whole point of spiritual gifts is to build up the church, right? We've read that a ton of times in Romans. Um, to build up the church, but it's also to do things well, to do whatever that God's calling us to do super, super well. 
So one of the things I've had a few people ask me as we've gone through the series is, what is the difference between a natural ability and a spiritual gift? Does that make sense? So what's the difference between a natural ability, something I'm just really good at, and then a spiritual gift that might be the same kind of thing? So the way I understand it, and I think the way the Bible explains it, and you'll see it as we go through some more verses, is sometimes the spiritual gift that the Holy Spirit gives you just aligns perfectly with what you're just naturally good at, the way God designed and created you. Sometimes it doesn't, though. And I've talked to people that say, it is so weird, I was never, ever encouraging. For example, never encouraging. But man, when I became a Christian, it is so clear that the Spirit has given me the gift of encouragement. I just love lifting people up. But man, before I became a Christian, I was like just wearing a massive pair of negative pants, you know? There wasn't a natural gift, but the Spirit changed them. But most of the time, I think, or a lot of the time, you'll see the Holy Spirit take something that someone's already good at, because God made them, God designed them, and then he kind of super empowers it, right? <laughs> and then they are just awesome at it, and they find incredible fulfillment in it. Does that kind of make sense, eh? See the, the difference? It's an empowerment of it, an empowerment of it. Um, so that's the first thing he says, do it, do these things well. And then he talks about a whole bunch. So if God's given you the gift of, or the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. I love that little line. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Um, I love that. One of the big things that, as an eldership, we wanted you to see is that um, Paul, when he lists this, and you see this in all, there's like four different lists of gifts um, in, the, in the New Testament. When Paul lists these gifts, he just lists prophecy along with all of them. So it's not like prophecy is some special kind of sacred one out here that's weird or strange. It's just one of the many gifts that the Holy Spirit has given. You see it there, right? It's like, what have we got? Encouragement. Ooh, encouragement. By the way, shot Tina. Phenomenal message. So Tina preached on the gift of encouragement two weeks ago. Super good. So if you didn't hear it, strongly, ooh, I could do my Mahalia impressions. I give you permission to go and, no, I don't know, go and, and listen to the podcast, seriously. It was really, really good. And Tina had this cool, anyway, I won't let any cats out of the bag. It was really good. Um, anyway, back of the back cave. Um, so he's just listing these. So that's what I'm saying. I, I know there's some churches that would say, no, 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 prophecy is a special one. It's more than a gift. And as elders, when we look at the lists, it's like, I think it's just a gift. We see eldership as different. Eldership is a role, um, and you can see different verses that talk about that, but we see prophecy, same as someone who has the gift of encouragement, they have the gift of teaching, just one of the, the awesome gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us to, to build up the church, to bless the church, right? Hey, so then a verse that does expand it, and I'll put this one on the screen, it's 1 Corinthians 14.3, and this, to me, is such a cool verse. But the one who prophesies, so the one who has the gift of prophecy, um, strengthens others, encourages them, and, and comforts them. Man, I just love the the really clear description that Paul's put in there, right? Um, encourages them, strengthens them, comforts them. And when you look at it, you don't see this. So look up there. It doesn't read like this. But the one who prophesies strengthens others, tells them off, points out their sins, criticizing you. It doesn't say that, right? Do you see how really positive it is? And this is because it's God speaking through someone to, to someone that he loves and cares for. If someone comes to you and says, hey, I think God is telling me to tell you that you are an evil person and you don't come to church, you know, you just go, and wait for a lightning bolt to zap them. And then, no. um, I, I don't think God speaks to us like that. And you see this clear description here. When someone has the gift of prophecy, they're going to come to you and they're going to say, man, I, man, Andrew, I just, I think, or maybe, man, I feel so strongly right now 
But God wants, you need to test it and check it out, but God wants me. And then whatever I say is going to be encouraging, uplifting, strengthening. So I'm getting all goosebumply because this is where my heart goes straight away. I'm just like, ah! How cool would it be in our church if a whole bunch of people who have that gift of prophecy started to use that, right? Started to use that. Imagine after church, you'd be standing there just like, I wonder who's going to encourage me today. Come on, you know? And you see someone walking towards you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, did you want a coffee? And they're like, oh, darn it, you know? Um, again, it's testing. It's not saying, thus saith the Lord, or anything crazy like that. It's to encourage, to strengthen, to lift up. Here's the crazy part. This is what got me so excited all week. The majority of the time, that person will be right. <laughs> and the majority of the time, you are going to hear the creator of the universe speaking specifically into your heart, into your situation. And I guarantee it, if we, we have people that will have the gift of prophecy, right? The Holy Spirit will be giving those people that gift. If they have the confidence and the boldness and the humility to step into that gifting, there will be times, and I guarantee it because it says it here in the Bible, where someone will come and meet with you and say, hey, I think God is saying, and you are going to go, oh, man, how? How did you know? And they'll be like, I don't. I'm just being faithful to share what God's put on my heart for you. And no matter how manly you are, you will cry. Um, I used to work at a Bible college, yeah, and we ran block courses all over the country, and we were running a bunch of block courses down in Wellington, and had a whole pile of students down there. And so we had lectures all week and did all sorts of other cool stuff. And then during the, the week on um, one of the nights, we would always have a worship evening, right? So we'd have, um, there's always, like, there's a lot of youth, so there's always people with guitars and weird things. Um, and so we had, and it was real organic. There was no, like, structure to it. It was just super organic. All the students would pack into some little room usually. Um, there'd be worship, people would read scripture, people would pray. It was a real cool time. And one of the things we'd always uh, talk about at the beginning is if you feel like God's giving you a little message for someone, go to them in humility, you know, like I'm talking about. So one night we were down in Wellington in this room having a real cool time of worship. And one of my staff, I won't say his name, one of my staff, um, I saw take one of the students off to the side and start talking to him. And I was like, we're singing away and it's real cool. And I, but I just quietly thought, oh God, just guide that conversation. And then they started talking, and then the next minute, the student, who was a little bit older, just burst into tears. And it was that really cool, deep, joyful sob. Do you know what I mean by that, eh? It wasn't that wailing. It was this, this oval, just the whole body sobbing in joy sob. And I'm like the principal, so I'm kind of the boss, and I'm like, ah! I'm hoping that's all good, ah! But I really trusted that staff member, so I was kind of like, and I was watching, and you could see it was good. So I was like, okay. All the students are kind of singing away, like, what is happening? But they were cool enough, we just kind of carried on. So then later on, I went to that staff room and I said, man, I said, I don't want to hear the message because that was between you and Jesus, but was that all okay? And he said, man, it was the weirdest thing. He said, we're worshipping. And all of a sudden, I just felt so strongly I needed to go to this guy. And, and he did what we've talked about. He said, hey, I don't know if this is from God. I really think it is. You need to test it and check it out and stuff. I'm going to talk about testing in a minute. But man, I just really feel like God is saying to you, now, this guy, unbeknown to my staff member, this student had been wrestling with this huge thing for a whole bunch of years. And what my staff member said to him was the most accurate thing in the world. And he, he just, that's why he was sobbing. It was a real encouraging, uplifting, awesome, 
awesome thing. It was just, and the crazy thing was, there wasn't like, in the future, God will in it, but there was a little hint of that. And then the cool thing was, the rest of the, that, that guy was with us for two years, you just saw God doing exactly what that guy, my staff member, prayed for him. It was just wild, right? Wild. Um, and, and as one of the elders here, I'm just like, man, I just long for that, eh? I long for that. I long for people after church to see someone <laughs> bursting into tears, <laughs> you know, in joy, or someone like, what? How did you know, God? You know, oh, so exciting. Super exciting. I think it's exciting. Okay. Hey, so that was the first thing. What is this gift of prophecy? And I'll keep explaining it a bit more as we go through, but that's kind of a bit of a definition. Here's the next question, which I think is a big one. Is this New Testament gift the same as in the Old Testament? Is this New Testament gift the same as in the, in the Old Testament? So what I'm meaning by that is in the Old Testament, um, the person, and I'll, I'll explain this a lot more uh, with a quote in a second, but in the Old Testament, it, it was a role. So it was different from just a gift. And I don't want to use that word just, but you know what I mean. And now it's a gift from the Holy Spirit. Then it was a role that the person was anointed into by God. So in the Old Testament, you had three key roles of leadership, which you guys all know, but I'll explain it anyway. So you had king, and you had priest, and you had prophet. And they were the three leadership goals that you have in the Old Testament, uh, roles in the Old Testament. Um, And let me explain. So king, the king would rule for God, right? So the king would rule for God. Um, The priest would represent the people to God. So the priest was the one who took their sacrifices, their offerings, um, and and prayed over the people. So the priest took the people to God, represented the people to God. Then the prophet is the other way around. So the prophet represented God to the people, right? So the prophet represented God to the people. The prophet spoke on God's behalf to the people. Um, and it's very different because it's a role. The person would, would know they are a prophet anointed by God to speak the words of God, which is why in the Old Testament you see again and again someone saying, and this is the old King James, which just sounds way cooler than we say it nowadays, thus saith the Lord, blah, and everyone's like, whoa, it's God speaking. Oh, right? So very different because it was a role. So let me give you this quote, which um, I think says it way better than I'm saying it. Um, the primary role of prophets in the Bible was to speak with the people about the words and will of God in their specific situations. The prophets served as God's megaphones, I love that, eh? declaring what God commanded them to say. Interesting. What's interesting is that God himself defined the role and function of the prophets at the beginning of Israel's history as a nation. So Deuteronomy 18, 18 to 19 I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. You can see real clearly how much more, um, what's the word, like, like, um, Blunt God is being saying, this is me speaking through this person. You, you compare that with what we're talking about here is the gift of prophecy. It's real different, right? Really different. So someone now in the New Testament who has that gift of prophecy is not coming up to you going, I don't know, Mitch, thus saith the Lord, Mitch, you must sell your house and move to Ikatahuna. And Mitch is like, well, I better obey because it says, um, I myself will call to account anyone who doesn't listen. Oh, I better sell up and move. Whether he, does, he doesn't even know where Ikatahuna is. Do you know? Yeah, I have absolutely no idea, bro. What's that? Okay. <laughs> and way to ruin my perfect illustration, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? And that's where we're testing it. That's where the person is not saying, Mitch, thus say the Lord. They're coming to Mitch and they're saying, hey, Mitch. Man, I just feel really strongly that God's wanting to say this to you. It might even be, and I think this would be an overtime thing, 
where someone gets to that point where we know the people that are gifted with um, that gift of prophecy in our church. And so they would come and say, hey, Mitch, you know, I, as you know, I have this gift of prophecy. Um, I think God is saying this. I want you to test it, check it out, and stuff like that. So you can see the difference. I think it's pretty, um, pretty clear. Okay, here's the third thing. How do I test the prophetic word? So I've kept talking about this whole testing thing. How do I actually test it? What does that look like? Um, and this verse here is, is, is pretty essential. So this is 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 to 22. Let me read this. And to me, this is a real key one. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. That's pretty clear, right? Test everything that's said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. I want to read it again because to me this is a real key verse for us. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good and stay away from every kind of evil. Um, I say this real carefully. I just want, I worry, I don't know, I wonder as an elder in this church, I wonder if in the past we have stifled the Holy Spirit by not encouraging the gifts of prophecy, because that's what he's saying up there, right? I, I worry that the Holy Spirit's saying, man, I want to work more here. I want to empower people. I want to encourage. Did you see what, what it said in the Corinthians, right? Strengthen, encourage, comfort. Um, but as a church, you're not encouraging people. To, it's not like we've been anti that or anything, but we just haven't, as a church, encouraged this gift of, of prophecy. Um, I just wondered, as I was preparing this, I wondered, hey, have we been stifling the Holy Spirit and is now the Holy Spirit going, yes, team, <laughs> finally, you know, I can, I can work. Those people that I've gifted with this can start working in this. I don't know. That's just what I keep feeling. Um, here's a bit of a... A um, bit of a quote about this testing, right? This testing. Uh, those of the gift are sensitive to both the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the needs of the church body. They should be humble and continually study the Scriptures in order to test these revelations before speaking them. I love that, eh? When they do speak, they should allow and even expect others to weigh what is said against the Scriptures and interpret the message accordingly. In this way, the church may be continually built up together in unity. Let me read it again because there's some real key bits in there. Those with this gift are sensitive to both the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the needs of the church body. They should be humble and continually study the Scriptures in order to test these revelations before speaking them. That's such a key part, right? <laughs> the person who's got this gift of prophecy is someone who's real humble. They're real tight with God, but they're real humble. They're not coming up to you, whoever you are, and saying in arrogance, you know, you need to. <laughs> if they say that, you're like, whoa, hang on a minute. They're going to be someone who's real humble before God. And they're going to say, you know, I think God is saying, I'm, I'm believing God is saying this, right? Um, when they do speak, they should allow and even expect others to weigh um, what is said against the Scriptures and interpret the message accordingly. In this way, the church may be continually built up together in unity. I love that, that definition. I think this humility is real key, um, is real key. That the tighter we are with God, the tighter we are in the Word, the more the Holy Spirit will be able to use us, no matter what our gift. And if we have that gift of prophecy, it almost feels like an extra weight of responsibility on those people to be so tight with God so that they can hear Him and they're close with Him and they come to you in humility. You know, I think you need to test this, but I just wonder if God's saying, or I feel strongly God's saying. I love that. Okay, so how do I test? I've got four little, well, that was three, four little points on how we can test if someone comes and says something. So here's the first one. Um, check in with God. 
Pretty simple, right? Check in with God. So turn to someone beside you and say, check in with God. Is that a good? So good. Has everyone had no one beside them? Joel, sorry, bro. Joel's all by himself. It's so kind of sad. I love this verse, right? John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Um, one of the reasons I put that up is, is a couple of reasons. One, as Christians, we believe God speaks to us. No one would deny that, right? We'd, often we don't hear him audibly. We hear him in our soul. We just know he's guiding us. Um, so if that's true, one, we must expect God to use the gift of prophecy. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he's going to come to someone and say, hey, oh, here's a message I want you to go and say to that person to encourage them to lift them up because he speaks. We, we're going to expect he's going to speak through people. Um, then the other thing is we, when we receive that message, we expect God to speak to us. So we go to God and we sit down. Like I did when I was at that conference, had my phone, went out into the garden, just sat down and just prayed over it. Is this in line with, with what you would be saying to me, God? Does this feel like this lines up with stuff that you and I, you know, me and God have been wrestling with and journeying with? Is that, is this good? We've got to check in with God. So one of the first things you do if someone says this, you're like, oh, maybe it's like so accurate. You're like, shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is probably from God. But you'd still want to go and check in with him. Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time just listening to him. Is this from God? Am I missing? What's happening? Pretty simple, right? Check in with God. Um, here's the second thing, and this is kind of obvious too, right? Um, Whoa, that's really hard to read, sorry. Check in with the Bible. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God, the Bible, is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. In other words, the Bible speaks to us, right? God speaks to us through the Bible. So the first thing I would do if someone came and gave me a message or something, check in with God. Um, the second thing is I'm going to check in with the Bible. Um, I'm going to be reading the Bible and going, does this line up with what the Bible says? Does this line up with the way God speaks to me through the Bible? Does this line up with things I've been wrestling with and I've been digging into the Bible? I'm sorry, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my Bible, my iPad. I oh, know that's weird. Is this kind of, you know what I mean, eh? It's that. So first of all, I'm going to check in with God. Second thing, I'm going to check in with the Bible. Turn to someone and say, check in with the Bible. Is that all good? Check in with the Bible. Again, this is that reinforcement. I know some of you, when I say turn and say, you're just like, that's it, I'm going to burn down the church. Um, but it's reinforcement, right? Reinforcement. So when you leave, you'll be like, someone says it, and you're like, wait, I remember those things Greg said because I was forced to repeat and say them, and I hated it, so I remember them even better. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, here's the third one, checking with wise friends, right? I think this is super important. Um, the Bible talks a lot about having, you know, multiple counselors and having mentors and having wise people around you. And I think this is super important. At, at this church, we are blessed with, like, boxes of wise people. Seriously, we have a lot of wise people in this church. Um, if someone gave me a message, check in with God, check in with the Bible, but then I'd be like on the phone straight away or visiting, because I'm not going to give out names, you know, visiting someone and just saying, hey, what do you think? Do you think this is from you? You know me really well. Do you think this is God speaking to me or not? What do you reckon? Does this feel like on track with stuff maybe we've been talking about and, and wrestling with? I want to check in with someone super wise. Um, and then the last one of these points is a little bit different. Um, check in with the elders. Um, if the word is for the church. So one of the things as an eldership we want to be real clear on is what do you do if you feel like, well, God's got a real message, but it's for the whole church. It's not just for an individual. Um, what we don't want to happen is that you leap up in the middle of a service and confuse and freak out everyone and we're all like, over there they can't hear and these people are like, what are they saying? And misunderstandings and all that madness. So as an eldership, what we want you to do is come and talk to one of us elders. Most of us are pretty nice. Some of the elders are scary, but people like me are just lovely. Um, so that was meant to be a joke, but no one laughed, so darn it. Um, we really want you to come and talk to us. You can email us if you need to, but we'd prefer you come and have a, had a chat to us, right? 
And so you go to Grant, for example. Grant's one of the elders. And Grant is probably one of the nicest people in New Zealand. And you just go to Grant. And again, humility, right? And again, not saying, Grant, the Lord has given me a message for the church, you know. But you're going to Grant in humility. Um, and you're going to Grant in excitement and expectation. And you're saying to Grant, Grant, man, I need you elders to test this like crazy. But I really think God has given me a message for the church. And, and here it is. Grant will pull out his phone and write it down or get you to email it or something. And then the plan is then Grant brings it to us as an eldership, and we'll do these steps. We'll check in with God. We'll pray together. We'll check with the Bible. We'll talk to other wise people in the church and see. And then we want to do, what are we going to do with that? And so a couple of things I've kind of chatted a little bit about that we want to do is, is one, we might not say anything out in public, but you might, that person might see over the next year or so, see little changes happening in the, in the church as we tweak things. Maybe we're changing ministries. Maybe we're addressing a need that we just weren't aware of as elders, but God through you has spoken that to the elders. We make little changes, right? So it might be behind the scenes. And most people won't realize, but the person that brought that message will be like, oh, now I see why they do that on a Sunday morning. Oh my goodness, that was because of my communication. And, and, and part of that is we want to be going back to that person and saying, hey, we're thinking this. Can you keep praying? It was God who gave you that message. Um, the other thing we, we might do is preach on it, right? So the message that you bring to the elders might be so significant. As an eldership, it might be like, how did we miss this? Oh my gosh. Or wow, we've checked in with God, we've, we've read the Bible, we've talked to otherwise people. We really think that was a message from the, the creator of the universe for us as a church. Man, we need to address this. And so maybe at the end of the next series, uh, myself or Dave or someone will jump up and say, hey church, man, we just want to really talk about this. We believe God's saying. So that's kind of where we're thinking of, of going. But the key is for us to as a church, to be kind of stepping into it. Let me finish with a little, um, another little story, and then I'm going to pray. A um, number of years ago, so again, I grew up in a conservative church. Joe grew up in a pretty conservative church too. I think mine was probably more conservative. I think if there had been like a cage fight between conservative churches, we would have won, but whatever. Um, and so this whole prophecy thing was just real, like, not even on our radar, right? It just wasn't even there. And Joseph and I, I'd been pastoring a church in Cambridge, and we'd finished up there, and uh, we were attending a church in Te Araha. And they were having a, like a little conference over the weekend that we uh, went along to. And on the Friday night, they had just a gathering of pastors, and they'd invited different pastors from around the Waikato uh, to come. And we just had dinner uh, together, and then there was a guy that was going to be speaking at the conference during the weekend. His name was Jeremy. And he was from America, and we didn't know him from a bar of soap. I hadn't even Googled him or anything super important like that, so I didn't have any idea who this guy was. He didn't know anyone there. Um, he just kind of connected with the pastor and came in. Um, so after dinner, and he shared some stuff that he was going to talk about for the weekend, uh, he said, hey, I have a real strong gift of prophecy. I would love to just pray and talk to each of you as couples um, after dinner, if that's okay. And everyone's like, yeah, sweet as. Um, so we all kind of lined up. It was super weird, like lining up to receive prophecy. Because this, again, is like way out of our comfort zone, and we're like, what is even happening here? Um, and I'm very sceptical. So if you know me, I am off the charts sceptical about things. So we're lining up, and I'm like inside being like, what a load of hogwash. This guy doesn't even know me. I bet you I'm going to get there, and he'll be like, God wants to bless you and give you a great future. And it'll be all general. I'm going to be like, what a load of rubbish. And this is me in my head, right, because I'm negative and sceptical. And I think while I was doing that, God's like laughing away because he was ready. Um, we had some good friends, that um, pastor, that were in front of us. And when they got up to Jeremy, Jeremy looked at them, and then he spoke into their lives the most accurate word of God I've ever heard. I was just like, what? 
we were like, what the heck is... It was, it was incredible. It was, anyway, so then I'm now freaking out, like, what? Is this thing real? What's happening? I've not even studied prophecy. Ah, I'm freaking out. So then Jose and I step forward, and then the, the words that he spoke over Jose, it's like stuff from Jose's past that no one apart from me and Jose and a few people know, and it was like, it was just unbelievable. And then he turned to me and said stuff, and I'm just like, it was, it was like I'm not important enough to have a Wikipedia page, right? But it was like he'd read my Wikipedia page. Do you know what Wikipedia is? Dictionary, online, people, whatever. He'd read it and then done a whole bunch of research, read all my Facebook, and, and then it was just so accurate about me that I was like, what? It was the, the freakiest thing ever. I was like, what just happened? This is super weird. Um, so that fun, and we kind of went off to the side, and we're just like, what? <laughs> and then because I'm wearing sceptical pants, <laughs> I, he was sitting over on the side just talking to a friend of mine, Josh, after this. And I just went up to him, being all sceptical, and I said, hey, man. I don't even know you. You don't know me. I have to ask you this question. Who told you about Josephine and I? How did you know that? And he just looked at me in love, the little sigh. <laughs> he goes, the Holy Spirit knows everything, man. And I just went, oh. <laughs> And that verse from Thessalonians um, is one that I've held on to when I think about that. I wonder how many times previous to that, unintentional, and I don't think God's angry at me for that, had I stifled the Holy Spirit because I had not understood this gift of prophecy. Again, it's not this crazy coming up to people and saying, in the future, God will give you Mitch 200 children and you'll blah. <laughs> maybe, but maybe not. Um, that was not from God, just for the record. I totally made that up. Don't. Fitch is freaking out now. Um, he needs a house. The God, no. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure we're clear on this, eh? I, I, I feel like I've explained it well. The person is, is really believing they've heard from God. It's, this is different from the gift of encouragement, right? It's similar, and a lot of these gifts overlap and intertwine, right? But this is someone here who has the gift of prophecy. They, man, God just, he guides me into things. And that person coming in humility and saying to someone, hey, you need to test this. Remember, that's a key. You need to test this, but... I just really believe, I really feel strongly that God wants you to know this. And then you write it down. I encourage you to write it down because you want to check it out. You can't check out something if you don't write it down because who knows, you'll go home and remember something different and God's like, no, that wasn't a message. <laughs> um, then you sit in that for a while. You check in with good people, check in with God, check in with the Bible. Um, yeah, etu, it's all set up. Let me pray. Hey? Um, worship team, do you all want to come back up? Hey, again, like I said at the beginning, um, I, I think this is real biblical. <laughs> I feel like I've unpacked some scriptures well and, and, and so on. But as a church, we want to be a church that's super united. And the last thing we want as a group of elders is there to be people that are like, ah, I don't agree, and, blah, and all that madness. So um, my request to you, and I'd say the same thing to you if you're listening on podcast day, we'd love to chat with you. So if this didn't sit right, if you're like, I don't agree with how you unpack those scriptures, or I don't agree with this whole concept, or whatever, um, rather than just being, I don't know, upset or hurt or whatever, we'd love you to come and catch up with one of the elders or have us around for dinner, an elder and their spouse or whatever, and, and have a chat through this because we want to be real unified. Um, cool. Okay, let me, let me pray for us. <coughs> yep, 
yeah, almighty God, we as elders, eh, we, we see your hearts. You've heard our discussions. We just feel really strongly um, that this is definitely a gift that you want to use here at our church, God. Uh, we see it as a gift you want to give uh, through your Holy Spirit to people here to strengthen, to encourage, to comfort people with a message from you. We, none of us, I think, would deny that you speak today. Um, you speak to us through your word. Um, you speak to us in our soul. Some people might hear you audibly. Um, and to me, it's so exciting to... I don't, I don't know if we've been stifling the Holy Spirit or anything crazy like that, but it just feels really exciting to me, like we're on the edge of a new way for you to connect with us and encourage us and guide us and lift us up, God. So cool. Yeah, I, I just call out to you now in the name of your Son, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray a real blessing over the people that you have anointed to give this gift of prophecy to. I pray for humility for them. I pray for an incredible closeness with you. Um, I pray you will give them boldness. Because <laughs> I'm sure some of them are going to be like, ah. <laughs> I pray you'll give them boldness in humility to go to someone and just say, hey, you know, you've got to test this. I'm thinking, I feel like God wants me to say to you. Um, oh, I just feel so excited in my soul, God. I just feel so excited for heaps of us in the future that are going to literally have someone come and share the word of God to them and say, I think, and then we will test it and we'll be like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that was God speaking to me. What the heck? How exciting is that, God, to, to be living in anticipation of that, living in expectation of that. So cool. So cool. Yeah. I pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ who loves us so much that he laid down his life for us. Yeah, amen.